You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. Another day and another whatever this is. I'm assuming today we're going to have a whole lot of calls pertaining to the Packers preseason game. But I also shouldn't assume things. So let's see how it goes. Very interested. Very intrigued. This is one of the first days, by the way, I have not even read it's been so busy with uh, the wife being sick and everything. I've not even read the calls coming in, so I'm coming in super blind, and I'm kind of freaked out about it, but also a little excited. But uh, let's go ahead and kick this thing off, shall we? Hey, Ryan? Hey. Hey, is this Ryan? <laughs> it sure is, bud. Ryan? Yeah. Hey, this is Scuba Steve. Scuba um, Steve. You yeah. dirty, dirty dog. I have two questions for you. What's up, man? Tonight. Um, the first question is, if you had to choose your top three running backs Oof. of all time, Oof. who would be your top three? All right. Thanks. Bye. Man. Again, it's a history thing, so I'm usually really bad at this. I'm, I'm wanting to take a crack at this, though. It was a long time ago when I did a little bit of a deep dive into this, but um, I definitely remember I had thoughts. And nobody's probably going to like my list, but I also kind of don't care. I think the f- of all the highlights that I watched of different people, I think my favorite of anybody was Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was was just such a freakish combination of like really good running back, but also just insane power. You know what I mean? Like if Barry Sanders met Marshawn Lynch kind of thing. I just remember my jaw absolutely hit the floor. Um, I really think, honestly, my second favorite... As much as, you know, Walter Payton and all these guys were really good, I think Gale Sayers. I, I, again, this was a long time ago, but I remember watching highlights of Gale Sayers and just going, what in the world is going on right now? Dude was a freak. And then I don't really know, but I would maybe lean Barry Sanders after that. Again, th- this is just my basic observational Whatever. I don't know if I've even seen Jim Brown necessarily. I, I I see. I'm looking at a list right now just to try to recollect some of the names that I that I looked at, and I see on this one Jim Brown's number one. I don't know. Uh, Walter Payton also does. He's he's certainly top five. I don't know exactly where. Maybe he should be top three, but I I specifically remember Bo Jackson was my favorite. I remember thinking Gale Sayers was actually better than Walter Payton, which blew me away because I didn't know anything about Gale Sayers at the time. Um. And I don't think I cannot put Barry Sanders on the list because that guy was so unbelievable just with his ability to make something out of nothing. So those are probably my three. Again, Walter Payton is another one that I really, really liked. 
Um, Adrian Peterson is a freak. I know LT is solid, but I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at some highlights. I don't. It wasn't like a jaw dropping thing. Um, so I'm I'm actually pretty comfortable with those three. Good first question. Maybe not a good first answer, but a very good first question. Uh, next up. Hey Ryan. <laughs> hey Miss Ryan. Yeah. Hey Ryan. Nope. Hey, this is Scuba Steve. Ryan was. Um, a, I a, hung up before I asked my second question. I was wondering. I thought there were. Um, more... I apologize to you. That's all right, man. Um, but this is my second question. All right, I like it. Do you think if I tried out for an NFL football team, I could make it? I'm not very big or fast or athletic, but I am awesome at Madden football. So I just want to know your thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks. Bye. Well, that that depends very, very heavily on what it is you're applying for. Um, If you're trying to be, for example, an NFL quarterback, no, you will never in your life be able to succeed. But if you want to start small, you know, um, I'm not sure if there's age restrictions on towel boys, but you could try that. So maybe start there. Just see, you know, go to the Packers website, see where they're hiring. Maybe you can do concessions. You know, concessions is always hiring. So anyways, next caller, you're on the line. I couldn't care less what we could possibly have in Danny Etling. Right. Get him off the field. Love needs every single rep we can possibly give him. Etling is a camp arm. I am completely burned out on the QB3 thing. I, I have never cared about any of our QB3s. Get him out of here. I don't I don't care about him getting reps. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got to play a little bit, but I... I I would have been happy with three quarters, one quarter kind of thing. I mean, Jordan Love isn't going to play four quarters, you know. But yeah, I I think generally, especially because there's so much hype about Etling now, which which I sh- I wish I'd have been more vocal about it because obviously this was going to happen. I should have been more vocal about the fact of Danny as soon as as soon as we lost Bankert and and Danny Etling came in, I should have made it very clear that Danny Etling is going to be the next great Packers quarterback, at least as far as Packer fans who watch him beat up on third-string quarterback or third-string defenses. Because that happens every single time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look on Twitter. I posted a thing on there. I listed every third-string quarterback we've had over the last, like, 10 years. Back to, I don't even think I mentioned Joe Callahan, but he was another one. Joe Callahan was so good. We got to stop with this. We have to stop. And, and I know it's kind of a mix. There's a mixed bag of a couple people who are in the mix of, dang, man, he looks good. He could be a real legit thing. We should give him a shot. And then it's mostly the anti-Jordan Love folks who are, who are just reveling in the quote-unquote, he was better than Love thing, which is nonsense because we have no way of knowing that because they're completely different. They're playing with different teams against different teams. Packers second string against 49ers second string. Packers third string against 49ers third string. Literally two different teams. Different situations, different everything. And honestly, aside from the box score, I don't know that Etling was all that much better. I think if you look at who had the most impressive throws, it was Jordan Love. Who had the most touchdowns, it was Jordan Love. He had the one interception. It was three, but only one was actually his fault. And if you watch that play, it's actually kind of surprising. Um, I mean, he threw that before Amari came out of his break. So essentially, he threw it where he thought Amari would be. 
and trusted Amari could come out of his break and separate and grab the ball. And it just, it was, they don't have that level of chemistry to be able to say, I'm going to throw it. You come out of your break and come snag, snag this thing. I mean, that's, that's an Aaron Rodgers to Devante thing. That is not a Jordan Love to Amari thing. So anyways, what do we got? Uh, what do we got here? Hello. Hey. This is longtime caller, first time listener, Thomas Austin. That's a lie. And uh, I was just calling, playing a little fall, guys. And uh, so my We're, questions are going to be video game oriented today. I don't today. know what that is. Uh, just because, you know, everyone's going to be talking about the Packer game. I don't care. Right. No, I get it. Go Pack Go. Yeah. Obviously. You there? So, yep. first question. Sorry, okay. I got distracted. That's all right. You're good. Is uh, who's your favorite video game villain? Wow. And even if you, you know, don't play video games all that much. Uh, Thomas is real good with, like, throwing curveballs. Because I'm assuming, like, what's your favorite video game? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm already going through the games in my head, and then he hits me with video game villain. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. That must be a thing that happens in Fall Guy. But I really got to dig deep here. Couldn't hurt to, you know, just go from the old school. Uh, question number two. Okay, I got an answer. I'm trying to think because most of the games I play that I'm thinking of, they don't have villains. I mean, there's like the computer you go up against or or your friends you go up against, but it's not like a villain, you know? But I officially have an answer here, which is kind of an answer because you can also... Um... Anyways, here's my answer. <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyways, next question. Two, what is an ability or item that you wish you could have from a video game? In real life. And then... Um... We could stick with the Twisted Metal theme, but I don't really want to attach that stuff to my car. What the heck abilities are there in games? You know what I played somewhat recently? Trying to think what ability I... They're all like weapon. I don't want a weapon. Like, I'm not... I'm not looking to... But I I, I guess I have an answer. In um, StarCraft... If you use different things, you got the wraiths, you got the ghosts, certain characters in that game have invisibility. So there you go. I would take the invisibility. What else you got? Finally, after those, if you could visit a video game world Mm -hmm. where you don't have to worry about the dangers of that world, okay, but you could just visit it, what would it be? All right. I'll call back for another set of questions later. That's you know, really weird, but the first thing that came to my head is Toe Jam and Earl. Um, <laughs> again, probably better answers, but I just remember playing that game and there was like these, I don't know what it was. There'd be like people that would pop out of houses that would do like funny stuff. There's nothing all that interesting about Toe Jam and Earl, but um, I don't know, that, that came immediately to mind. What worlds are kind of cool? I'm going to cheat a little bit, see if I can figure something out. Um... I guess you could kind of go like with uh, one of those more open map things like GTA. Obviously, GTA. I mean, you could you could party it up at GTA, bro. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Um, Red Dead Redemption. Although you got to go way back in time, so there's not as much cool stuff. I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna say GTA Vice City. You know, I'm just gonna cruise around. And you said no consequences, so I'm gonna steal cars, and nobody's gonna do anything about it. They're not even gonna fight me. No cops. Nothing. I guess if you if it were you know in October and it was just going to be for a little bit and you're not going to die. It might be kind of crazy to, to visit like a resident evil kind of thing, you know, 
I'm just saying, spend like an hour there, a couple hours. <sighs> just, just saying. Yeah, who am I kidding? Well, let's knock all these out. All right, let's do it. All right. So, um, what are your projections for these three players? Okay. Justin Herbert over there with the Chargers. Terry McLaurin hanging out with the, uh, I'm just going to say Washington football team because that's all I'm going to just call him for the rest of my life. All right. And then uh, our boy JT, Jonathan Taylor over there with the Colts. What are, what are your projections for them this year? My projections? Right. Like yards Bye. and whatnot? Is this you fishing for fantasy football stuff, dude? I feel like this is the year I'm going to go from like obsessed with fantasy football to indifferent to fantasy football. And this is the first year I'm going to be like, I, I hate fantasy football. Hate it. I don't know. Um, Jonathan Taylor is a rookie, 1247. Last year, 1881. Went from 12 touchdowns to 18 touchdowns. Split the difference, 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. Does that work for you? Works for me. Terry McLaurin, um, I don't know. He had 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. Let's say he does it again. And I, and I understand, like, well, things are different. He's got a new quarterback. I'm not doing all that. I'm not, I'm not looking at all the different offensive linemen for Jonathan Taylor and the implications and all that. I just, you know, for Packernet after dark, I'm trying to make it a rule to not put in that much work. And you're trying to make me work. And um, I'm, not, I'm not taking the bait. This is maximal effort right here. 1,000 yards, five touchdowns for Terry McLaurin. And then Herbert, um, let's say 4,800 yards, 35 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Kind of just splitting the difference on that. Erring on the side of, you know, this last year a little bit. But there you go. All right, and these just say unknown, so I'm going to assume these are all Thomas Austin. I'm not positive. We're going to just, we're just going to see how this goes here. All right, so this question was asked, oh, Tom Sauce, by the way. This hey, question was asked oh. by an imposter, me, and oh. by someone else, I think. But uh, I got three questions here. Oh, boy. But hear me out, okay? I got it. The first question is, what is your favorite color? Who cares? All right? Yeah, whatever. Laugh at the simplicity of the joke. People, I know you're out there. Uh, second <laughs> question is, what is your favorite animal? <sighs> and then the third question is, what is your favorite form of water? Hmm. You can get as creative as you want with it. But the main point that I want for all three of those questions is for you to come up with a couple, just a couple deep reasons oh, why geez. they're your... See, again, you're trying, to, you're trying to make me work really hard with this. I, I, you know, I re- again, I don't know your marital status, relational status, but I feel like this plays real well with women. You know, I, I don't have this capacity to even think of this stuff. And then, you know, I, I know my wife likes for me to really think about stuff. And it's like, I don't want to think about stuff, man. So um, congrats on having very feminine attributes, Thomas. I hope that works in your favor. But I feel like we're married right now, and it's creeping me out. What are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, well, can I just give you an answer? Why does it have to be deep, man? Let me play the rest. Your favorite. There is a point to this. It's not no, there's not. Me asking a question. No, it's actually something. No, uh, that has no weight or merit behind these questions. You're lying. It's not just the hood. Oh, All right, but oh, oh, it is just hood. Um, all right. Uh, favorite color? I don't even know, man. It's like maybe blue, maybe black. Could I mean there's there's good colors out there? I guess I, I don't care. Ultimately, 
I, the only thing I can think, at least in terms of, of like a deep answer, is when I think of like a cool color, I think of a car. So I think dark colors, black. If it's blue, it's a dark blue. Even purple, like a deep purple can look sweet. So there's your deep color. Um, lion is my go-to answer for animal. Obviously, it's not an animal I would like to meet in real life. It's sort of a, I respect them from afar because they're powerful and um, they are literally king of the jungle, right? Like mano y mano, nobody messes with a lion. If we're talking like actually like-like, probably a dog, although as I may have mentioned on the show a couple times, I've suddenly become not a dog person. And then favorite form of water would be liquid, because you drink it. So I just realized we have two unknown calls and then Thomas Austin after that. So we're going to take a Tom Austin break. We've got at least three more Tom Austins to get to. Let's skip ahead uh, to the next non-Tom Austin caller here. Hey, what's up? This is Omar, the local firefighter. What's up? Uh, just give me a call to kind of get people to realize that uh, relax a little bit on the Jordan Love. Um, I feel... Some of the areas that kind of messed him up, one was coaching because he threw the ball a lot. Like uh, me and my son was watching and we was like, man, are they going to even try to run the ball? Which uh, partly I guess some of it was, it was hard to run. They didn't feel like it would do kind of a good run and then it wasn't real consistent. It's like they were just throwing the ball a lot um, just to kind of see him um, throw. Uh, the second was, you know, two of those interceptions, as I'm sure somebody might mention, or you mentioned, you know, wasn't even on him. It was on the wide receiving tight end. Um, uh, the number thing is, you know, other than Dobbs, which one of you know accidentally created one of the interceptions. I feel like, like Winfrey, you know, like that pass that almost was an interception. Yes, I feel like it was a little weak in that area still. Um, yeah, there there really wasn't a ton of like massive separation outside of Dobbs. E- even the, the Danny Davis touchdown, I mean, the, the only reason there was a massive amount of separation is because Jordan Love threw him open. He just massively underthrew it. Danny stopped, and then he was wide open. But he was cut. Co- everybody was pretty covered all day long. I think that's a fair observation and uh, not great for the wide receivers. But, like I said, coaching that. And that includes Amari, right? I mean, the, the, the pick against Amari, he was blanketed. And even in, on his touchdown, as I said on, I guess, tomorrow's podcast, I think that was a screen. And if not, I mean, there was nobody around, but it wasn't because of route running. So to my recollection, not a massive amount of wide open guys, including um, even Dobbs on most of those plays. Aside from the one touchdown, I think on a lot of the other ones, he was, there were there were people on him most of the day. We need tight ends. The tight ends was terrible. Yeah. Like, we clearly need to get three tight ends. Another weakness that everybody saw that we knew. It's funny when you know the weaknesses. Uh, is the safeties? Oh my gosh, the safeties were terrible. Like he was giving up big play after big play. Yeah. Was, safeties was terrible. So tight end and safety needs definitely need to be addressed. Um, I'm gonna be honest again. Our offensive line play for that to be like our starters. Man, if they don't get better. Well, let's let's pause for a second on a couple of these. The, the benefit is we talk about tight ends and safeties. Of the safeties, we're, we're we're talking exclusively about depth, 
because our starters didn't play. And none of the guys that had bad days, like Levitt, Levitt specifically had a horrible day. That dude might not even make the team, much less ever see the field as a safety. And if, if he plays, he's going to be um, almost exclusively, if not exclusively, a special teamer. Tight end's kind of similar, but obviously Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis are big factors there. Tyler Davis, I don't know if he ends up making the team. Uh, I just, I've not seen Jack squat from him. He was the lowest graded player, I think, on the entire team. Certainly was for the offense. Um, yeah, I would like to see better from Josiah. Uh, didn't really see anything from Dominique Daphne, but I know he's done some stuff in the past. But again, that's, that's, that's missing two, our, our top two tight ends. And then as far as the offensive line, Yes and no. I think I think the pass blocking was actually quite good. If you look at the pressures and whatnot, there really wasn't. Jordan Love faced almost no pressure all day. Um, the run, rushing was inconsistent, like you said. I think that's a good way to put it. Some of these guys, though, independently were dominant as run blockers. Um, and again, not all of them are starters. So um, Josh Myers, for example, elite run blocking grade. He's a starter. Not the greatest pass blocking, but decent enough. Uh, John Runyon, one of the highest pass blocking grades of anybody as far as the the um, preseason grades have gone. And he was a really good pass blocker last year. So so that's solid. Now the run blocking, again, kind of an issue. So and that's part of the problem too, is you had so many guys that were really good in one area, not the other. So you got, you know, three guys that are really good pass blockers, three guys that are really good run blockers. Only one of them is good at both. You know, one of them is not good at either, you know. I don't know if the math adds up on that, but whatever. There's a lot of guys rotating in and out. So a couple different factors there. I, I, I personally was excited about the offensive line because the reports coming out of training camp is that this is the worst group of offensive linemen in the history of the universe. They can't block jack squat. And the fact that Jordan Love faced almost no pressure all day is pretty impressive considering how bad the reports have been. And I think it really has to do with the defensive line, which we saw because our top, what, four out of our top five defensive linemen didn't play. And still, the one guy that did, the one guy that played out of the top five, highest pass rush win weight rate in the entire NFL for week one. Now, there's still some games that are yet to be played via PFF, so somebody might pass them, but that's crazy. And, and the fact that it's our, our 330-pound nose tackler, however big the guy is, 320, whatever, it's, it's, it's not bad news. But anyways, continue. It'll be an issue, like... I mean, he, he did a good job running, you know, for first downs. I actually think he was doing too much. Like, I guess he was just trying to show people. Cause, I mean, he was doing, like, not sliding, but, like, jumping forward to get the first down. And it's like, you ain't trying to catch an injury, um, you know, for a preseason game. I know it matters a lot more to him. But, I mean, he didn't – I feel like everybody's going to compare him to Rodgers. And when you got, like, a perfect thing, you know, Jay, you know, uh, Joe Love is not – perfect yet so he still needs to work on it um i i think the number one key that everybody should realize is improvement and we see an improvement you know he's not throwing stupid interceptions like even the one with amari, amari rogers you know the the man undercut it so he should have let it out some more that was his really only mistake but i think a lot of the times we need to have a good balanced game plan um so better offensive line play you know better play from the receivers and it ain't like he just missed a wide open people like that so that's all i'm gonna say y'all have a good day just about got in under the three minutes but yeah i I agree um i mean he's not where he needs to be period 
right? Uh, that that was the hope is, you know, by year three, you kind of get to where you need to be. He's not there. I think he's better. I mean, he, I, it's not even debatable that he's better than people are giving him credit for. He's miles ahead of where, you know, the um, the stat line. I think it was generally a pretty good day. And, and, and very simply, if those interceptions had just been completions, how much better of a day are we talking about Jordan Love having? If Tyler Davis catches that, turns around and goes in for a touchdown, which gives Jordan Love four touchdowns instead of, you know, instead of three touchdowns and two picks, and, and maybe you couldn't have gotten a touch, doesn't matter. If that drive ended in a, in a touchdown, it's four touchdowns, two interceptions. And if, if we're talking about ones that he actually deserved, four touchdowns, one interception, it's one of the best stat lines in all of football. The other interception could have been a reception instead of a pick, which would have been a great throw and catch. That would have been a highlight reel all across, you know, Twitter and Facebook and NFL Network and anything. And instead, it's just another interception by Jordan Love. On top of that, the drops. He had one of the the most drops of any quarterback in preseason. If they just catch the ball, how many more yards? How many more first downs? How, How many more, instead of punts, do we continue the drive and, and more, you know, field goals, touchdowns, win the game. Uh, his receivers and running backs and tight ends let him down a lot more than he let anybody else down. Like I said, from my count, and, and some of the passes might have been slightly off here, slightly off there, but in all honestly, I, honestly, I remember two bad passes. One of them was overthrowing Josiah. One of them was uh, the interception to Amari. And that was, again, he had nowhere else to go. He tried to time the throw. He threw it. Like, I mean, it, his arm started to cock back as Amari's running in a straight line toward the end zone. When he throws it, Amari is just starting to come out of his break. The timing on that is nearly, again, that's something that takes years, years to get right. Amari doesn't have hardly days of practice with quarterbacks, much less years of rapport with one guy to be able to get that kind of timing right, you know? And honestly, there's no way of knowing, you know, with that kind of thing, There, it, it is a timing thing. So we would have to talk directly to, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur and say, when should he have thrown it and where should he have thrown it? For all we know, he threw it exactly when he was supposed to and where he was supposed to, and it was Amari that didn't get there. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying we're, we're crucifying the guy and we don't have the information. We don't know how that was supposed to play out. So, yeah, it's frustrating. The narrative is frustrating. The Bears fans doing victory laps is frustrating, especially when Justin Fields basically threw a pick that Darnell Mooney saved and caught so that he looks like a superhero. It's beyond annoying to me, if you can't tell. But I still think at the end of the day, it's clear to me that if Rodgers goes down, we are in a lot of trouble. I, I, I believe that we are. Maybe we're not. Maybe he'll be better than people give him credit for. And, you know, you get Dobbs and Lazard and Tunyon, you know, get, get the tackles back. Get Randall out there. Get Sammy out there. Get Christian back. Maybe the offense works just fine. Get Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon out there. But it's it's my opinion as of right now, based on what I saw. He made improvements. It was nowhere near as bad as as people are making it out to be. But I also think it's very clear that it's not a year three breakthrough. And I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm just talking about generally he is not even at a good quarterback level right now. Now it's just one preseason game. Maybe the next week he absolutely blows the roof off. But I'm just saying based on what we've seen so far, I don't I don't see that level of progress. What's going on, Mike? Hey Pack Daddy. Uh Packer super fan here. What up? I am I am um <laughs> in quite a mood this morning. Oh, I boy. don't know. You know, after watching that game last night and reflecting a little bit. 
I am losing confidence in in Matt Lafleur. To be honest with you, I, mean, All right. I just do not understand his personnel management in his preseason games. I mean, you know, you've got a guy like Jordan Love who has not had an opportunity really to to show what he can do yeah. with, you know, the rest of the offense around him. I mean, I get that most of the starting offense was in the game last night uh, while Love was in the game, but. Let's see love with the rest of the receivers. Let's see love with Big Dog. Let's see love with the rest of the team. I mean, we really not had this opportunity, um, except for the one game in Kansas City when he had about two days to prepare because a freaking 12 had COVID. Um, I mean, it's it's time to see what we got in this guy. And, and what are we doing taking him out after the first half yeah. to see Danny Etling? Who gives a about Danny Etling. Didn't work. Let's see Love into the third quarter and see what he can do against the scrubs. I mean, this is just not, I mean, what are we doing? It's the most frustrating thing. I don't understand it. Play some of these, I mean, I get you don't want to, you don't want your top line guys getting hurt preseason. I mean, look what happened to the Jets yesterday. I mean, it's a perfect example of what you don't want to happen. And I get that. But We've got to see what we've got in Jordan Love. This is, I mean, we're going into the fourth year, and it's time to see him in the preseason. We do not need to see Danny Adling. Just curious to what your thoughts are. Thanks. All right, let me uh, real quick go find the the naughty word, bleep it out, and I'll be right back. All right, so I like JJ already kind of called about this, and I I, I generally agree that this should be about Jordan Love. Right, there's no benefit to Danny Etling going out there. I mean, it's it it kind of feels like a situation where this is just what you do, you know. And and in reality, getting a full half is is generally speaking a lot. You know, you might have four quarterbacks at this time of the year, and there may be a time when when you know you'll have your starter out there. So you and we see this with a lot of other teams. I mean, there are other teams where it's I'm, I'm watching it, and you'll have I think the Chiefs had Pat Mahomes did a series. Then Chad Henning came out. He did maybe one or maybe two series. That was it. And then he was out. So by like the third or fourth series, they're on their third quarterback. So for a lot of these games that I can recall anyways, um, you know, a, a quarter and a half, two quarters is a, is a ton of time because the average is roughly a quarter, right? If you got four quarterbacks. But yeah, I, I generally agree that we need to think a little bit outside of the box. Now, as far as getting some of the starters out there, it is an injury concern. And the Packers... And and by the way, every single game I've watched, starters have been out. I mean, in, in the game. They, they've been out there on the field. I, maybe there's another team that didn't play their starters. I don't know who they are. The 49ers did. The Jets did. The Bears did. The Chiefs did with Pat Mahomes. I was shocked. Uh, I think the Bucks said Tom Brady was, I mean, he's not even with the team. I don't know what he's doing right now, but I don't know about the rest of their starters, but I know Tom didn't play. But literally every single game I've seen, the starters have been out for at least a series. And, and for the Bears, I mean, they, they had Justin Fields and the starters out there for like a half. It was a long time, which is why they started to look competent. But yeah, I, I think it's true that probably at a minimum it should have been three quarters because we really need, first of all, Justin Fields needs the time. He needs the reps. Etling does not. Etling doesn't matter. I, I agree with that sentiment. Etling serves zero purpose. By the time we get to Danny Etling starting for the Green Bay Packers, the season is over. There are massive implications about Justin Fields, especially going into next year and, and how much we need to know about him. And, you know, th- there might be some concern about injury to Justin Fields, but 
you know, again, I, I think if Rodgers goes down and Justin Fields comes in, we're in a lot of trouble to begin with. So take the chance, get him the extra reps and see what he can do. Again, the other two points, though, the, as far as the starters, I think the biggest concern is not wanting the other guys to get hurt. He's not going to put Lazard out there because he doesn't want Lazard to play, period. And and Lazard is more important than Jordan Love's development. In other words, 2022 season, Aaron Rodgers' number one wide receiver, he is not going to risk losing Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver so that we can see what, what Love can do with, with Lazard on the field. And I, and I think I probably generally agree with that sentiment. Now, maybe we could do a series. I don't know that I'd be opposed to that. I mean, we're, we're putting our starting offensive line out there basically half the game. I think we can spare our starters for a series. So I wouldn't hate that if, if next week the starters minus Rodgers went out and tried to put on a show. The other thing you mentioned that I don't disagree with at all is if it bleeds into the third quarter, now you're getting another lower caliber of defense. This is the defenses that Danny Etling and the, and the third string, fourth string quarterbacks beat up on. And, and it's not a, a necessarily a good evaluation tool or anything else. It's a confidence boost. Let Jordan Love go out against that, that team, the San Francisco 49ers, worst of the worst, and just pick on him a little bit, you know? Let him go out and just complete some real easy passes against a garbage defense. Let him rack up some, some garbage stats. Let him build up his confidence. Let's get some positive press. Jordan Love has been crapped on since he was drafted. Let him get, gar- I mean, listen, he's getting attacked for, for garbage stats right now. They're garbage bad stats, so why can't he rack up garbage good stats? So, yeah, I, I think I generally agree. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to throw Matt LaFleur completely under the bus because it's, it's such a minor thing. We're talking about one quarter of, of, a, of a football game that doesn't really, I mean, how much more is Jordan Love going to develop? How much more are we going to see? It's, it's not that big of a deal. But I, I generally agree that if it was up to me, it'd be three quarters. I'm not going to say Danny Etling doesn't play at all because that's silly. But, you know, three quarters, one quarter, I think is fair. Let him play a game. And, and again, it's drastic, but it should be, because starting next year, this could be our starting quarterback. It's a very serious thing. So yeah, he, he gets three quarters. It's weird, but guess what? We're in a weird situation with Jordan Love. Um, let's, uh, let's break here. We'll come back, do a little bit of Thomas Austin, and uh, see what else everybody else has got for us. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you want to support this year's podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. That's patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to call into the show, 608-501-0718, 608-501-0718. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones 
by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, I guess one of these has to be a call about the Packers. I guess. Packernet after dark. And as much as I would love to create this, as much as I would love for this to become a variety show. Yeah. Packers in the name. So I'm going to ask you three questions about the game. Question number one. Yep. About the game, sort of. So LaFleur came out and kind of brushed past all the interceptions off of love. Yeah. Um, have you ever done that for someone where they've made mistakes and you're just like, uh, uh, well, you know, he made this mistake because of this, so you can't really put the blame on him uh, or her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, second question. Um, probably. I mean, I'm sure many times in my life. I can't remember one specific time, but I'm willing to bet the answer to that is numerous times. So I'm going to leave it at that. I saw, I believe, JJ just this is going two. off on Twitter once they uh, put in Danny at yeah, quarterback. It's a popular topic. Uh, so my question is, how long would you have kept <laughs> Love in? Would you have made him play the whole entire game? No. I think that honestly probably should have just been what happened. No. I don't know what words those were, but we'll make it work. And then the third question. Goes along the line. I mean, the, the answer is three quarters if, for those of you that just joined us. Uh, just basically, what were your thoughts about Jordan Love's performance in the game? Kind of kind of already covered that, but again, um, he looks better. Not nearly as bad as his stats. Still not where he needs to be. Um, not bad. Yeah. A solid C plus to a B minus. Yeah. Is what I saw. All right. But I, I, I don't even know if I'd be that. I'd, I I might be closer to CC minus for Jordan Love. Maybe that's a little unfair, but I mean, it just the offense didn't go, you know, and even if a lot of it isn't his fault, some of it was. Um, And, you know, th- there is I don't know. I, I, I would just like to see him take command of the offense and for the offense to just kind of click and go not have everybody fall apart around him when he steps on the field. And then when the third string guy comes out, everyone's all fired up and playing extra hard and everything. It's like, come on, man. I, I need these guys to start stepping up for Jordan. I mean, they'll say all the nice things, but how about when you go on the field, support them on the field with your play instead of supporting them with your words in the locker room, okay? Catch the freaking ball. Thanks. I have to remind everyone here all right. this is the Thomas Austin oh, show, geez. so I'm coming back full force. No threats against me ever being on this show again from other callers. No more fans from other teams holding me hostage you were high no more family members um in my house outside of my <laughs> wife and my kids what holding up things wait what are, you're not inviting family over to your house anymore i'm not sure what we're talking about sorry grandpa new rule get out anyway i'm back three questions here we go all right question number one if you could change your name <laughs> to anything else other than Ryan and or Ryan Schlipp, if you could just do a full name change, what would you do? Actually, you know what? Never mind that. Gun to your head, you have to change your name to something. You can't be dumb, all right? It can like, be. What, what, what you, it, it has to be. What do you feel like is outside of Ryan? Anyway, question 
Oh man, you have you've got the humdingers, don't you? I hate that I have to put in so much mental energy on these questions because they're so ridiculous. I don't I don't know, dude. I mean, it, it's got to be a name that doesn't sound like another name. I don't want to have to deal with what's your name, Ryan? Okay, hi, Brian. Ninety five percent of people when I tell them my name is Ryan think that I'm saying Brian. Ninety five percent. Not kidding. So when um, Ryan from the office calls what's her name the B word for calling her Brian, I feel that on such a deep level. I really do. So I don't know, dude. What the heck do I want my name to be? I mean, I guess I don't want it to be super generic like Smith because that sucks, but I don't want it to be like Schlip is not great either. It's not. It's, it's kind of hard to even get out of your mouth. Schlip. Schlip. It's weird. It's a weird name. You know what I always thought when I was a kid? I used to, you know, you listen to like boxers or baseball players or whatever when they when they're basketball players when their name gets introduced, Michael Jordan. And I used to do that with my own name and I'm like it doesn't sound right. And I thought maybe it's just cuz it's my name it sounds weird. I don't think so. So it's got to be a name that you could call out like Ryan Schlup. It just it sounds stupid. So it's got to roll off the tongue. It's got to be normal but not super common. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to change the, how I answer this, and you're just going to deal with it. I'm going to find a name on the Packers depth chart that represents what I'm talking about. I'm not saying I want to be this person's name. I don't want to change to their name, but it's it's kind of like this. Let me look for a second. Alan Lazard doesn't really work because the the L's kind of trip over each other. Alan Lazard, the Lazard doesn't really work. Christian Watson is pretty dope. Christian Watson kind of works. It's unique enough. Watson is sort of common, but not overly common. And it's a good call-out name. Christian Watson. You know, you, you got to have that, the two syllables. Duh, duh. Don't want Romeo Dobbs because you got the whole Dobbs thing that's weird. Sammy Watkins isn't bad, but I don't really want Sammy. Randall Cobb isn't bad, but I don't want to be called Randy. John Runyon isn't terrible, but John is maybe a little too common. Same with Josh. Cole Van Landen, I don't want two last names. Schneider is a terrible last name. I don't want two first names like Sean Ryan, Zach Tom. Jake Hansen isn't bad, but it's a lot of problems with that. First of all, Hansen's a little too common. Also, the spelling is going to be kind of throwing people off. H-A-N-S-E-N-S-O-N, whatever. Elton is too crazy. Royce Newman is kind of cool. It might be a little over the top, but Royce is, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty sweet. Rolls-Royce Newman. Um, none of the tight ends. Aaron Rodgers isn't bad. The only problem is Aaron is sometimes a girl's name. I know it's usually E-R-I-N, but still, you're going to catch some flack for that. Jordan Love. Eh, the love thing is not great. Aaron Jones, way too common. A.J. Dillon's not terrible, but Dillon's kind of a first name, and it doesn't have, the, doesn't have a great call-out. Patrick Taylor's not bad, but again, kind of two first names there. Dexter Williams is too common with Williams. Um, Dean Lowry's not terrible. I don't know why Ty Summers sounds like an awesome call-out name. Ty Summers! It's like a wrestling name or something. McDuffie's horrible. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Savage is cool, but I don't know if I, I, I don't really, I'm not much of a Darnell, you know, it's not really, doesn't suit me very well, which 75% of these names are kind of like, it's not a bad name, but it's not really, it's not really a white dude name, so I don't know if that fits me, you know, I'm not, I'm not much of a Rashid, so Tariq, you know, it's, it just, it doesn't, doesn't fit, plus it's three cylinders with, car, syllab, syllables, not cylinders, syllables with Carpenter. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Christian Watson. Christian Watson works. See what I mean? You make me put too much work into stupid stuff, man. Number dos is 
how many... Uh, Did you just chuckle because you're so proud of yourself for saying dose? Uh, accents do you think that you could half-ass? Oh, dude. Um, I can do multiples. It's very much like a jack-of-all-trades type deal. Yeah. Where I can do a lot, none of it's good, but I can do a lot. Yep. Question number... That's That's kind of how I how I package that I can do dozens that are well enough that you can be like, Oh yeah, that's not bad. But zero that are like, dude, that was, that was dope. Like that's, that's cr- like one of those where people look like, dang, what was that? I can't do any of those, but um, you know, I can do a lot at least to where you kind of know what I'm going for. Three. Are there any impressions that you can do? Like, yeah, you can do Russian, you can do we of French. That wasn't French, I don't know what the hell that was. But That's anyway, right. are there any impressions you can do? That would be fantastic to hear as a fan of the podcast and of you as a person. Uh, woo us, thrill us, let's go. Bye. So another general rule is I'm never going to do it if I'm asked to do it. That's always been my thing. People have asked me to do you know, people that have heard me do impressions or accents, and then we go something like, oh, do the thing, do the, I'm not going to do it. There's no way. So, sorry to let you down. The whole ask for forgiveness <laughs> rather than permission thing, there um, we go. I think greatly depends on the application, what you're talking about. Um, I used that one time um, in the purchase of a motorcycle. Oh. The wife and I talked about it. She was like, nah, I don't think that's a good move for us as a family, Ooh. mostly for financial reasons. And so Ooh. then I proceeded to purchase it anyway when she went out of town for like a week. Oh, So kind of a dumb move. Didn't Dang. work out real well. So I did end up keeping the bike, though. So oh. uh, so I guess in the end, I still got my way. <laughs> I just had a pretty cranky mad at me wife to deal with for a while. So anyway, um, ramifications are still... Not fully felt. We'll see how it goes. Bye. That's crazy. That's I've I have never come close to anything resembling like I don't know. I I don't I don't think I usually take that tact. Actually, you know what? Yes, I do. That's not true. With me though, it's just a, a complete lack of communication. Like I'll I'll do something and be like, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal, and then. Even if it's a small thing, it's the fact that I didn't tell her and she'll get upset. And it's like, it's not that big of a deal. She's like, yeah, but you didn't tell me. And I was like, well, I, you know, I don't know. It's hard to know the rules because like if she goes to the grocery store and buys donuts, she didn't consult me on that. But it's also not like a normal thing. And if I go online and spend like 10 bucks on a football thing, it's like, what, do you, what is this? Why didn't you tell me about this football thing? It's like, well, I, I don't know because it's, it's like 10 bucks. Who cares? It's it's weird stuff where it's kind of hard to know, but motorcycle, dude, what are you doing? Oh, my heart stopped just thinking about it. I can't even, I can't imagine the horror you must have felt. And maybe you didn't feel it. I don't know. I, I, I just, when your wife was coming home for the weekend, like, was there a part of you that thought she's going to think this is sweet? <laughs> what What were you thinking? I cannot fathom that, especially when she already said no. That's what's crazy. Like, at least at least you can play stupid if you didn't have the conversation. You could be like, hey, remember when you said we should get a new car? Surprise, I got us a vehicle for me. Maybe you could strap a couple car seats on there, I don't know. But the point is, I did what you said we should do. You know, and just play super stupid because, I mean, let's be honest, they, they, they'll, they'll 
they'll buy that every single time because we are. But um, to be like, hey, I want to get a motorcycle. And she's like, well, that would be a stupid financial decision. And we absolutely can't afford that and should not do that. And then you're like, oh, man, that sucks. Anyways, have a good time on your trip. Pff, I'm going to buy a friggin' motorcycle, loser. <laughs> That's wild. That is, that is wild and crazy stuff, man. Anyways, uh, Tom, for the ninth time, what's going on, man? Hello, this is Tom Austin again, coming at you with the Tom Austin Takeover Caller Edition. Yep. Question number one is, yeah. what do you prefer, or what do you think is a better sport nowadays, boxing or MMA? A lot of money goes into boxing somehow. I don't understand why it's still around, but... Love to hear your thoughts about that question. Um, I mean, MMA is better. I don't know why I can't really get into either. I feel like they're kind of boring. I mean, boxing is extremely boring. Um, sometimes, like, I always like the the feather weights. Like, the lighter the weight, for some reason, the more punchy they are. They just start throwing, I don't know, they're like little mice. They just tick, 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 with their punches. And I just want to see punches. I just want to see fights, you know? Like, I, I always like going online if, if I were to watch something. Um, I used to watch, like, Kimbo Slice, like, the street fight stuff. That's exciting stuff. Like, dude, dude, I remember, and this is back, like, before you could just go on YouTube and there's anything in the entire world. Like, you'd find videos and it was like, what is this? Kimbo kind of existed in that world. And um, it was one of those things where, like, my buddy had, like, a CD burned with some stuff on it. And a lot of it was fighting, and there was some cool stuff. It's crazy, because, like, nowadays, we're so oversaturated. You see a video, and it's like, oh, that's cool. And it's, like, a super crazy thing, but it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And you move on with your life. Back then, it was like, you see something. I watched these videos, like, thousands of times. And it, it even to this day, I get chills thinking about it. But it was like, Mirko Krokop uh, was on the CD, um, just destroying people. Roy Jones Jr. was on the CD. And then, like, Kimbo Slice was on the CD. But it was, like, highlights of... of Crow Cop and um, Roy Jones, and then Kimbo just like knocking a dude's eye out of his skull, you know. But it was just fun, action-packed stuff. But I feel like when I sit and watch boxing or even MMA, there's so much just standing around, you know, standing around throwing jabs, like trying to figure. It's 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 a technician thing. Like it's one of those where you you kind of have to understand what's going on. You got to understand like the lingo and the holds and the takedowns and how all the points work and all that. If you get all that, it's it's pretty entertaining. But I, I don't get it, and I don't care, and I don't understand. Like, oh, he's going for a, he's going for a such and such hold, and he's going for an arm bar and a rear naked choke and a kimura or whatever stupid thing is called. It's like, yeah, all right. I'm, if he can just get his leg a little to the left and under his thigh, and then wrap his arm around his neck and over his eyeball, he could get the choke in place. All right. I mean, are they seriously? I mean, they've been on the ground for five minutes. And that's the, that's the thing I don't like about MMA. Like, boxing is too much standing around and throwing jabs. MMA, I hate when they go to the ground. Because they're just down there, like, jockeying for position. Like, dude, punch him. Just punch him, will you please? This is boring. So I, I can't super get into it, unless it's just highlights. Like, I, I'll, I'll dig on some highlights. Usually it's older school stuff. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I didn't even really watch it that much back in the day, but, like, Chuck Liddell, you know? Stuff used to get me jacked up. Randy Couture. Like I said, Crow Cop. Dan Severn, The Shamrocks, Don Fry, <laughs> that dude was crazy. I think my favorite's probably Boss, though. He's just such a fun character. I like Boss, man. It's crazy how powerful that guy is, too. Anyways, um, MMA is better. I think they both tend to be kind of boring. I, I just like I just like fighting, you know? And there's not enough fighting in fighting sports for me. 
So, anyways. Number two. There, Hollywood comes to you, Ryan Schlipp, man who follows the Packers and the ins and outs, well, as much as you possibly can, uh, with the team. They're creating a dramatization of last year's uh, struggle between Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst. And they're like, hey, who do you think would be the best actors to uh, play those three characters, those three people? And then... I don't know actors that well. I mean, Nick Cage is going to be Rogers just because. I mean, let's let's just make it easy. Brian Gutekunst and Matt Lafleur. Ah, uh, think, 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 think. I don't know. I really don't know. The the only thing that's coming to mind, and I know Matt Lafleur is like seen as this international symbol of being like super attractive, but I think he kind of has like a dorky quality to him. You know, he he just comes off as like really shy and kind of dorky to me. So my honest first thought was Rick Moranis. <laughs> I mean, just give him like a real nice haircut and drop the glasses. He's, you know, he's got the soft-spoken kind of thing going on. I don't know. I can't think of anything else, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to. I got nothing for Goot. And question number three is, what's your thoughts on Sriracha? Well, actually, you know what? I'm switching this question, Good. all right? Because I'm coming back to, that's right, you guessed it, Mission Impossible. Oh. And how we're not going to talk about that either. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's talk about the James Bond films. Are we actually like going to talk about James Bond? What's your, what's your favorite James Bond film? Who's your favorite Bond? Who's your favorite Bond villain? Let's go into this realm. I like it. All right. Can't wait to hear all these. <laughs> hear from you tomorrow. Bye. I'm pretty sure I've seen a James Bond movie at some point in my life, but I don't remember. I don't remember anything about it. Um, I, I think I, the one that I, I'm, I'm remembering like one scene and I know it was a more recent, but more recent could be like nineties because obviously it's an older series. I don't know, man. I, I don't know anything about James Bond. I know 007 Goldeneye. That's, that's you know the video game. That's all I know. So I, I'm of no help here. I know a lot more about, uh, the man who knew too little and, uh, Austin Powers and stuff like that. James Bond, I got nothing for you. All right, five more to go. Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett. Uh, just got done <clears throat> watching all the highlights from last night's preseason game, and my quick take on the summary of the game would be um, uh, looking forward to see for the rest of the preseason what Love can do. I think if he can just get out of his own head and the pressure that's on him, I think he definitely can make the throws. And with the players that they're getting open, I think it's going to even open up things for him even more. Uh, so I am encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by Amari's breakout. Um, didn't see that coming. Um, I was expecting an improvement, but that is definitely uh, something I hope to see more of in the special teams. And what can I say about Dobbs? Uh, the guy is legit, and I'm looking forward to see what he does in the real season and getting open and what uh, big plays can happen uh, until we uh, can really see this offense develop into what I think could be a really, really special thing. So um, have a great weekend, Ryan. Uh, looking forward to next week's uh, camp with New Orleans and the practices and see how that all comes about. And we'll uh, hope for uh, returning players from injuries and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I think that's a good 
a good thing to start focusing on as we move forward to the next week because it's it's we're so I'm so focused on what we just saw that I, I it didn't even occur. plus we're waiting so long for everything it's like you got another one next week and then another one next week it's just kind of rapid fire from here um it's good to kind of look forward and say okay here's what we saw what do we need to see next week and I'd love to kind of dive into that now because you just sparked that thought in my head and I want to immediately dive into it but we'll have to save that not for tomorrow because tomorrow's is already recorded and I apologize but the day after I think that's what we're doing um but yeah I I think there were some good things that you mentioned um I would love to see Jordan again I don't care about the stats I would love to just see again just a game where you look at and say that was a good game you know I'm not I don't care about like great throws or anything just it just doesn't feel that great. Something's not quite not quite where it needs to be. And again, a lot of that probably has to do with the sur- surrounding cast, you know? If a, if a drive stalls because of a drop pass, yeah, it doesn't feel great. It's not Jordan Love's fault, but it's just every time he's been the the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers offense doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. It's not working. And so I just want it to work, whether that's Jordan Love and or the guys around him just you know, come on, give me something. Um, Amari, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a taste for tomorrow's podcast, but um, highest graded kick returner of the week. Again, not all the games are done yet, but so far, highest graded kick returner of the week. That's got to, that, that feels good, man. That feels so good. But um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think we saw some real good things, some real good baseline things. Again, tune into tomorrow's podcast. I'm going to kind of go through what everybody did and didn't do. And again, that's that's not like, well, this is what they are for all of eternity. It's just kind of a baseline. And, and it's funny how exaggerated some things have been. Like, the defensive tackles were so good as pass rushers and so garbage as run defenders. The offensive linemen, you know, some of them were so freakishly good as run defenders and just embarrassingly bad as pass blockers or vice versa. So it's such an exaggerated thing where it's really easy to look at and be like, all right, Caleb Jones best run blocker in the history of the universe, um, really trash pass blocker. So what do we need to see? How about a little better, a little better improvement as a pass blocker um, would be nice. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm happy we got that baseline set. It's uh, shake off some of the jitters. Let's come back stronger next week. Coming back again with Garrett. Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett again. Sorry, I forgot to uh, mention an idea that I had... Uh come about thinking after watching an office episode yeah. of uh, maybe you should do a Dundee's version uh, for the Packer net after dark and call them the after darkies. Ooh, that's and <laughs> Garrett, what do you do? What are you trying to do, man? Are you trying to set me up? You can't call it the after darkies, dude. You can't do that. You're trying to get me, oh, it's, that's it. We had a good run, folks. We had a good run. Um, I am officially canceled after today, thanks to Garrett um, and his suggestion that we do an, a special episode where we give away <laughs> awards on the After Darkies um, podcast. Put on Facebook um, questions for the listeners to vote on for yep. different uh, categories of listeners. You no, know. I, I generally um, love the perhaps idea. Perhaps like the most funniest caller, mm-hmm. uh, the most 
unintelligible caller, the longest caller, yep, um, and so on and so on. So here's the other thing. I, I I like the idea. I think I like it even better as like a Dundies for the Packers players. No disrespect to the callers and all that. I mean, you guys are great, but I think it would be kind of fun to come up with some kind of fun Dundee awards that we could have people vote on. Um, on social media and whatnot. Maybe we'll do the callers too. I just don't know how much interaction we're going to get. Because again, outside of like the 20 callers, there might be like four people that listen to this show. So I'm just saying. Just mull it over. Think about it. I think it'd be kind of funny uh, just to get some uh, listeners input on that and uh, see what happens with it. So have a good one, Ryan. All right. Um, <laughs> whew. Got out of that one alive. Uh, caller five, save me. Hello, Ryan. This is caller number five again. What's going on, man? First, I just wanted to say I completely understand when your accents go away. Yeah. Every time I try to do German, it turns into French. Doesn't make any sense there. Yeah. They're not even the same language. I don't know why they keep going back. Weird. Anyway, my question or comment was about Jordan Love. I think the kid did fine. He was being a good lad out there. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the fans would rather be right than have a good team. They want to be. That's a very good point. It's a, it, that's what's the most annoying about this. People are so dug into their opinions. Here, let me tell you exactly what's happening. There are a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of talk about you know Packer fans rooting against Jordan Love. That's that's literally happening, and the reason it's happening isn't so much for the 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 simplistic reason of you know people just hate Jordan Love or whatever. It's because they have for such a long time laid out so many arguments that are anti-Justin Fields. The, the moment we drafted him, every single time he's ever thrown a pass that wasn't on target, every th- there have been dozens and dozens and dozens of things all throughout Facebook and Twitter and everything else with their name on it saying that this was a bad idea and everything else. And they look intelligent if Jordan Love continues to fail, and they look really stupid and are going to get massively attacked if Jordan Love starts to succeed. And so for the sake of self-preservation, they want Jordan Love to fail. And the, and every time he does, they throw a celebration because for the same reason that Packer fans just celebrate when Bears fans lose, right? You're scared that if we lose, Bears fans are going to jump down our throat and call us stupid. But if we win again, like we have been since forever, we then we do it. Like, yeah, you guys suck, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. It's like its own little sport. I made a prediction about a player and I want my prediction to hold up so that I can look smart. And you're absolutely right. It's about that winning an argument and being right has taken precedent over wanting our team to be good. Jordan Love is a Green Bay Packer. He might be the future. He might be the 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 difference between us having a successful franchise for the next 10 to 15 years and being a garbage franchise for the next 10 to 15 years. Jordan Love might be that thing. And Packer fans are so concerned with their ability to be right that they would rather Jordan Love be garbage and they're going to cheer it and celebrate it and go and ha 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 and they're going to say oh no I want him to no you don't that feeling in the pit of your stomach when he when he cocks back to throw a pass where you're afraid that he might throw a really good ball the fact that you cower and hide when he threw that touchdown pass to to Dobbs and you don't want to go on social media and see all the celebrating and and you don't want to go out there and hope that people are going to be throwing what you've been saying about Jordan Love back in your face, all the hiding that you do, and then you come out of your shell when Jordan Love throws his second interception and you start going on social media, yeah, yeah, I told you. <laughs> That's not you that actually wants Jordan Love to succeed. 
All right? You know how you actually feel. Don't be stupid. Don't play stupid. You're right about their hatred for love. He had some bad throws. He had some good throws. I mean, what what else do we expect from him? He's still developing. What are your thoughts on his performance? I think he did just fine. Two of the interceptions weren't even his fault. Anyway, that's all I have for now. I'll call you later. And all the people, please subscribe to his Patreon. I mean, for the love of God, subscribe through his Patreon. We can do better lads. All right, boy. First of all, the, the hardest part about an Irish accent, if you're actually trying to do it properly, is the, the hardest accents to do are the ones that are actually not that thick. You know, at, at this point, like doing an English, like a very soft English accent or, or a genuine Irish accent is very hard. Because if you listen to it, it really just sounds like in a, a normal American speaker with a couple different words mixed in. You know, it's, it's like a normal sentence that any American would say, but instead of like our, it's our. You know, but otherwise it's, it's the same thing. It's so much easier to do a thick Irish accent, the fake leprechaun accent. Those are easy to do. What is it you think you're trying to do here? You can't come over here and ha 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 You know, I mean, it's, it's easy. But actually trying to do like a Northern Ireland accent, it's hard because you, you, you talk like your normal self, but then you got to throw in a couple little things and then you try not to get carried away with the hot, 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 hot stuff. Like, don't, don't go that route. You got to keep it over. And you're just, like, you're just flying above the surface there and trying not to scrape the ground. It's hard to do. If, uh, if I told you I've been spending the last probably half hour trying to do that, um, that would not be an exaggeration. I think the, the, the best example, uh, Killian Murphy from uh, Peaky Blinders is from like Dublin or whatever. If you listen to him talk, there's a couple, like 50% of the words sound like he's an American speaker. 50% are, like I said, like the difference between our and our. But it's, it's really, really not thick. Let me just, here, here's something. I think it's a, an, an exploration of a, of a highly dysfunctional relationship, you know, between these kids who are not yet adults, really. There's, it's their 17th birthday, and the relationship had been platonic until then, and he obviously wants to make it some... See, see what I mean, though? That sounds, like, very, not very different from how you and I would speak, aside from, like, birthday, you know? But it's, it's still, like... It's not as thick as everybody wants to make it out to be. This accent would be nearly impossible for me to do. The uh, Ir- Irish leprechaun thing, that's not that hard. I mean, if you listen to the way he said platonic, he just said platonic. He didn't say platonic. He just said platonic. That's hard. So anyways, um, I was thinking about trying to come back with some Irish, but then I just keep thinking, you know, what if Dara's listening to this? <laughs> he's, he's just going to be shaking his head like, you bunch of idiots. But it, it, is, it is fun to do. But like I said, that's why I like Scottish. Like, give me a thick Scottish accent. Just, I'll just freaking, I'll crush that. But uh, you got to do accents where everything is different. Because then you can kind of get into the mode of just doing everything different. When like 50% of the words are different and 50% of the same, and you got to like weave in and out of like doing the accent thing and then also doing like how you would normally say it and try, that's hard to do. And so again, I, I, I can, and I, I know there's different dialects. There's probably one out there that's that's much thicker, and probably I'll, I'll just I'll just do the leprechaun thing and be like, oh no, I'm from uh, I'm from the Highlands out in what you call it. But um, no, it's 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 difficult. Give me Australian, give me French, German, Scottish, certain English dialects because there's like sixty of them, you know, Cockney or whatever. But some of those are the, the ones that are just close enough to Eng- the the American English. I can't. That's that's too hard. 
Anyways, um, what did I think of Jordan Love? I, you know, again, I, I feel like we've covered it pretty well at this point. So I appreciate the shout out for Patreon. I'll give you my thoughts on the Irish, Irish accent because I can't really comment on Jordan Love much beyond what I've already commented on. Um, so we'll just, we'll leave her at that. Doug's up next. What's going on, man? Ryan, just got done watching the preseason game, listening to your podcast, and also checking out the Packer forums. And I got to say that, like, about 90% of fans are completely insane. <laughs> they all have some either memory or just read reports that Aaron Rodgers was terrible his entire beginning of his career until he was the starter of the team. We know that he was great in the comeback win versus the Cowboys in his third year, which is this is also Jordan Love's third year, right. where he came into the game where Favre was looking like pretty much like crap. Right. Made a huge comeback against a really good Cowboys team and looked fantastic, right. running all over the place, making plays, putting the team on his back, and you're like, wow, this guy is amazing. And then, you know, the next year they are just like, Favre, see you later. Right. Um, but in your podcast, you just said that you remember Rogers being impressive, that you're like, yeah, this guy looks like he can really play. And yep. you've never had that feeling with Jordan Love. So, you know, what, what are all these people talking about in the forums on, um, Facebook, Reddit, whatever, that all think that Rogers preseason looks just like Jordan's love, Jordan loves and that Jordan Love still has the ability to be this great quarterback. Can you honestly think that if Jordan Love came into a game this year, that he would just come into a game and start tearing it up, put the team on his back, running all over the place, making crazy throws, making all kinds of amazing like decisions? Now, I don't think any single person in the entire planet thinks that is actually a possibility. So think about your common sense because you all sound like complete idiots. <laughs> Out. Oh, and this is Doug Chapin. Um, no, I, I think you're right. I, I, listen, that's been my trope for a while because Aaron Rodgers was quite bad in like his first two years, year three though. And, and, and here's the other thing. Like, I don't have a perfect memory. Obviously my memory is pretty terrible. I, I, I think that there were times maybe even in those first two years, you know, and again, it's just kind of a gut feeling where you see some things and you're like, Ooh, that was impressive. I don't know when that started. Maybe it was just year three. Maybe it was year two. I don't know. But I know his statistics were horrible in his first two years. I think year three was not super great, but certainly improved. But again, like, like you said, I specifically remember watching him in the preseason and saying, this guy's actually quite good and feeling confident when he came out in that game and not being surprised even a little bit when he performed at the level that he did. And I also agree, as I've said, I don't, I don't think at all that Jordan Love has that ability to, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he can do that. I don't know. Um, but there's just, there's nothing as far as, you know, a gut feeling I've had. And granted, you know, maybe, maybe he comes out with the starters. You give him the, the much better offensive line or slightly better, I guess, two out of three or two of, two of five, three, they're the same, the better wide receivers, the better running backs and all that. And, um, you know, cut him loose and maybe he can make something happen. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm not to that point. I, I don't have that level of confidence. And, and listen, I've been rooting so hard for Jordan. And that's, that's the reason why I'm, I'm really not super buying in is because I want it so bad. I want him to be a great, I want to believe. And so every play, you know, that's not super great. I'm, I'm probably erring on the side of cutting him slack. Every play that's decent, I'm erring on the side of kind of overplaying it and being like, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it real hard. But at the end of the day, down in the, in the core, 
in my core, I don't feel it. I, I'm not feeling that sense of he has a command of the offense and he's he's driving down the field. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's almost like a punt return every single time where you just hold your breath. You know, when he drops back, you hold your breath like, oh, please don't be something horrible. And if he completes a, a three-yard pass, it's like, oh, sweet, good. Yeah, go on to the next one. If he completes like a 10-yard pass or, or further, it's that's really exciting, you know, but it always just also feels like a ticking time bomb. Like, you know, it's it's a matter of time. You know, how many passes before the bad one? Is it five? Is it 10? Is it 20? I know it's coming. It's just a matter of when. That bad decision, that bad play, that, you know, um, running out of bounds instead of throwing it away, you know, and losing two yards. Like, what What are you doing? Um, you know, throwing a little bit too high, a little bit too fast, a little bit too wide, a little bit, you know, just, just not quite there. You know, it's hard to explain or hard to put into words, but there's just something... You just know, you know, really good quarterbacks are just frustrating. You know, guys like Tom Brady are so frustrating. Even guys like Pat Mahomes, because it's just the opposite of Jordan Love, where just when you think you got him dead, they find a way to make it work. And um, you keep thinking like, oh, man, we got him on the ropes, and then they get that third down, or, you know, they, they just keep coming at you, and they just keep finding a way to make that play, and they just keep doing the right things over and over and over, and they make so few mistakes. They're just so meticulous and... You know, with Jordan, it, it just doesn't feel that way. Um, and, and I think, it you know, maybe it is just a percentage, whereas guys like Rodgers and, and Mahomes and whatnot, it's one every 50 plays is a disaster. With Jordan, it feels like it's more like one out of 10. And that's that's really, that's never going to work because it's going to take you 10 to get down the field. You know, so that's like once per drive, you're ruining your drive. Or once every other. You can't run an offense that way. Um, which is, which feels unfair. Cause it's like, well, that's not fair. If he, if he has out of 20 plays, one of them is a really bad one. Yeah. But if that materializes to you driving down the field and getting a field goal, and the next time you drive down the field and throw a pick, and that's just generally how you do things, you're not going to win any games ever. So it seems unfair, but I'm sorry, you kind of got to be pretty close to perfect in a football game. You know I mean? Slight errors are one thing, you know, slightly off target, slightly this, slightly that. But when we're talking you know, throwing picks once every other drive, once every third drive, you can't do that. That's not going to be okay ever. Say, And that's why I came down so hard on Romeo Dobbs too. It's the same thing. I'm sorry. You have to be much closer to perfect. I'm really not going to grant you a drop a game. I'm not. And if you're going to drop two passes a game and, and consistently have drops in almost every training camp exercise and in family night and every single time we see you, you got drops, that's never going to be good enough. And I don't care how, how often you get open. If, if this is how often you're dropping passes, you will be a terrible wide receiver. So, I mean, my stance is I'm, I'm putting the, the e-break on Romeo Dobbs 100% because I don't care how good of a route runner he is or how often he gets open. He has to clean that up. He has to, And I, I want Romeo Dobbs to succeed really badly. I want that to be a thing real bad. That has to get better. You cannot keep dropping the ball over and over and over and over. The ball hits you right in the hands, and you dropped it. You cannot do that. And he keeps. And, and I'm so tired of hearing, like, every single time he'd have a drop in training camp, oh, it turns out he's human after all. Dude, that's his fourth drop. What do you mean human after all? He was human day one, day two, day four, day six. Stop saying that. Yes, he's been human the whole time. It's actually becoming a pretty serious problem at this point. So, um... I, I think that's really what it comes down to is if you're going to be a really good player, you you have to be closer to perfect. That's the same with offensive linemen as well. You know, um, Sean Ryan, 
everybody was completely out on Sean Ryan. I, I would be willing to bet he won more often than he lost, but that's not the metric. You know, if you, if you are an offensive line, let's say Billy Turner's out on the field, he gives up two sacks, you will not hear five minutes go by without a Packer fan talking about how trash of a football player he is. Out of 60 snaps, he gave up two sacks, but that's that's football. It's about how perfect you can be. What percentage of the time are you not going to be perfect? What percentage of the time are you going to make a really catastrophic mistake? And it needs to be very close to zero if you're going to cut it. And it's just way too high for Jordan. That's just that's just how I feel about it. I just want more consistency. Again, I don't need superhero stuff. I don't need freaking behind-the-back passes. I don't need the no-lookers. I don't need to see you throw on the run. I mean, do it if you can. I'm not telling you not to. Do what you got to do. But it's just about minimizing mistakes. Don't throw interceptions. Don't overthrow. Don't underthrow. Just get the ball where it needs to be, wherever that is, however you need it to get there. Just make the right decision in that moment, and you're, you're set. So I, I tend to agree. I, I wish he was further along. We are in year three. Um, just like with a lot of other guys, I'm, I'm kind of at the point, as I've said, with Jordan Love, where I don't think it's ever going to happen. I've resigned myself to the fact that it looks like this was a miss, but it's possible that he can turn it around. And I'll be right here hoping for it. And, and next week against the Saints, I'm going to have my fingers crossed and I'm going to be begging and praying that something, that there's some kind of a breakthrough, that something just feels different. But until that happens, I'm just going to kind of resign myself to this ain't it, you know? Anyways, final caller, what's going on, man? Hello. Hey, Ryan. Hey, there he is. This is Henry. What's up, man? I'm sitting here eating Taco John's in my car. I like it. Staring at a lake. Okay. Because in Minnesota, we don't get Packers preseason. <laughs> We have lakes. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a sad boy hours right now. <laughs> just the, picturing that, it feels like a movie, you know? Like, just the most depressing thing, and it's so cinematic, you know, with him in his car just staring out at the lake because he can't watch the Packer game. He could have hung out with us on the live stream, dude. Um. <laughs> how do i pirate the packers preseason I, I i really have to know and uh if i can't do i just drive into this lake <laughs> just kidding all right sort of there we go all right all right have a good one yep do you uh enjoy the tacos um a lot of questions on that i think the number one answer typically is get a vpn I don't exactly know how that works. I know I've done that in the past, and it seemed like it maybe kind of worked. I don't know. But you get a VPN, and you trick the world to believing that you live somewhere that you don't. And then, you know, so like you live in, hey, I live in Wisconsin now. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, here's your local channel since you live in Wisconsin, and here's the Green Bay Packers, something to that effect. I don't know. I know also for a while there was a thing where, um, I forgot what it was. It was NFL, I think it was like, Game Pass, I think. You can get Game Pass online, but only overseas. And it was only like 100 bucks or something crazy, where it's like you can watch every game or whatever, and you can watch it online. But they didn't allow Americans to get it, so you can just get yourself a VPN and be like, G'day, mate. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, Australian guy, here you go. Here's free or for $100 uh, Game Pass. Something like that. 
and then you just get it. So look into that, but I I think they're getting real good at clamping down and making sure that you pay your pound of flesh to be able to watch whatever games you need to watch. So, um, you know, ask around. There's people that do it. I, I know back in the day for me when I lived in Kenosha and I, I, I lived just far enough away from Milwaukee and Chicago that I got like no television. Um, nothing worked. I had like a big antenna. It still didn't reach. Um, but I, I used to just stream on Facebook and people would like just video their televisions. I'm sure Facebook has clamped down on this, but I used to just crush that. And it was funny too, because you get the commentary, you'd be hanging out in somebody's living room with them as they're like screaming at the Packer game. I enjoyed it, but, um, there's always a way. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I know Clayton's got an app. I don't remember what it was, but he found an app and, um, seems to work. Okay. Just ask around, man. People, people know stuff, but I don't have to know anymore because I just pay for Hulu to show me stuff. And they do. But anyways, super long episode on top of me, you know, listening to Colin Farrell and Cole Meany and Killian Murphy, most Irish name in the world. Brendan Gleeson. I listen to them all, man. Starting to get it a little bit, but not enough that I wanted to do it on the stream because you get caught up in those words that are too American and then you just start talking, you know, normal and it's just, it's hard. Anyways, have a good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.